Hi, welcome to the Making Passenger podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Tom. Hi, Tom. Hi, Matt. How are you doing? <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> yeah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. So uh, what are we doing here? What, what, what is this? Why, why have we started a podcast? Who are we and why have we started it? What's That's a great question, Matt. We are attempting to share a lot of the cool things that we are doing at Passenger with anyone who wants to listen. So... We think maybe that's going to be the team who mm -hmm. perhaps aren't privy to some of the conversations that are going on. We think it might be some customers. We think it might be some people that might one day want to work with us. So, yeah, we want to start talking about some of the really cool things that we've been working on, that we are going to work on and share some of the, the thinking that goes into those things. So I think that's pretty much where we're at. Okay, cool. So who is it definitely not for? Is there anyone it's definitely not for? Well, if you don't like transport, <laughs> if you don't like data, if you don't like technology, well, product. it's definitely not for you. Okay, well, that's good to know. Uh, we'll get that out up front so anyone that fits that remit, you can turn off now. Yeah, thanks, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> okay, so um, we covered a little bit about why we started this podcast and who it's for, but how did we get here? Like, why are we doing this? We, we This is who it's for, This is this is what it's about, but... Why do we find ourselves sitting across from each other digitally uh, recording a, a podcast? It would be remiss not to mention the current economic climate. That's obviously a big factor in the world right now. And, and that's possibly been a bit of a trigger for us to sit down and record this, where perhaps we might not have got to this this decision sooner. But why why are we sitting here and how do we keep going on and, and what, what's happening? Well, that, that's a great question. I think we're really trying to, I, I suppose, lift the lid on the work that we're doing. I think there's some really interesting stuff coming out of Passenger at the moment. I think there's a, there's a lot of really interesting conversations that we're having as a team with all sorts of different organizations and all sorts of different uh, stakeholders in the, in the future mobility uh, industry or you know, sphere. And I think this is really, uh, hopefully, a nice way for us to invite some of those people uh, into a discussion some of the team, some of uh, some of the the people that we work with, some of the partners, some of the integrations that we're doing, uh, and really start to kind of unpack some of the um, some of the thinking that's going into the work that we're doing. I, you know, we we you and I, uh, we're privy to uh, lots of conversations within the within the team that mm. are really quite interesting and exciting, and 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 you know, I think showing where some of this stuff uh, could end up. Um, and I think yeah, we're just trying to widen our kind of conversation base really and i think you know one thing i would ask is that if anyone is really interested to learn about certain things and, and, and would like to hear our views on things then please get in touch and, and and we can you know put those on the schedule we don't really have much of a plan in terms of content but we do know that we want to discuss um, all of the things that we are you know all of the conversations that we're having uh, in a more public forum so that we can as I say, broaden that conversation and, and get some really interesting insight ourselves uh, from others that have similar views and, and similar challenges. And, and hopefully we can accelerate some of, uh, some of the learnings and, and, and get to where we want to get to quicker. So with, without this being a sales pitch, should we say why we feel qualified to talk about some of the areas we're talking about? What it is that we do in this area? Because this this absolutely isn't a sales pitch, but you know, understandably, someone might be saying, who's this geezer and what's he talking about and why do I care? Yeah, no, absolutely valid. I suppose a bit of context to us. We started life in 2008 as a, as a digital agency doing anything for anyone who would pay us. Um, we did some work in uh, retail, financial services, property all sorts of different bits of all education charity 
yeah third sector stuff in there so we we have a really broad background as, as, a, as a unit and I, I think it's probably fair to say that uh, a lot of the team um, have been working together for quite a long time in in the kind of broad range of kind of sectors that we worked in there was this public transport thing that was um, I think stood out to quite a few of us as something that was really interesting I think you know we could see that the world was changing you know there, there was a, a climate uh, conversation that that was going on we, you know the formats the data the, the the challenges the journey planning the real-time systems all of that stuff that we were kind of getting involved in was, was really interesting and I think it was quite a natural progression for us to uh, become a more specialist unit in that area. So we, you know, as a, as an organisation, we're now 100% focused on on solving uh, you know, challenges in public transport. And you know, in 2015, uh, we pretty much folded the the more general work that we were doing, and, and we launched Passenger out of that. And you know, we we we, we had the the starts of what was a, a product platform, and you know, and, and and long long story short, it's now one of the leading you know digital service platforms for public transport operators in the UK. I mean, in September 2019, we had the, the the brilliant Passenger Transport magazine do a sort of an expose of all the different providers in the space. And yeah, we came out really well. And that was testament to the, you know, the, the years of learning and, the, and the education and the kind of absorbing of all of the data sets and you know, real-time system specifications and all of the different things that we sort of absorbed over there over the pre- in the previous years and, and, and how we'd kind of shaped that into something that you know, we could take to market. So yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're passionate about this stuff, you know, and even more so now in the current context, you know, there's a really big opportunity, we think, to, to see some seismic shift in the way that urban areas and, and the way people move around and the way that they're planned in the first place. So, so yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, um, let's, let's talk about what's going on at the moment. Let's talk about how we have tried to work around the situation that we all find ourselves in, but more specifically, what we've done to support some of our operators now and and, and potentially what we might be looking to do as part of future plans in conjunction with with talking to them. I know that we've obviously been able to to turn things around quite fast. I don't necessarily know all of the detail of everything we've done, so um, it'd be good just to hear a top line, just a couple of the features that we've worked on and and why we think they were important and, and how we were able to deliver those. Yeah, sure. I, I think that's a that's a really nice kind of thing to focus on right now. I mean, in terms of what we're building, uh, we are very much being led by, um, you know, what the needs of our customers are right now. Um, so I think, um, you know, normally we would work in, in two week sprints um, and we, we have a, a roadmap that probably extends about um, 12 months into the future, potentially um, a bit further in a few areas. But right now, um, you know, our kind of the work that we had planned to do has been put to one side. And we are very focused on on the things that you've mentioned in terms of helping um, our our customers to kind of get through uh, a lot of the challenges that they are suddenly faced with. I think one of those things is um, was was around tickets. So if you imagine uh, the, the the apps as a as a ticket machine in everyone's hand, we've got a lot of end users, uh, our customers' customers, if you like, who have a, a ticket on their mobile phone, which is a season pass. So a, a kind of a month long or a, or a sort of quarter or a year or whatever it might be. And all of a sudden, government says you can't use it. You can't travel. Yeah. Um, so suddenly our operator customer support teams were being inundated with refund requests and what are you going to do about this and all these kind of... You know, That's questions. a lot of refunds. How much do we... I mean, 
do you happen to know or like to the nearest thousand how many thousands of, of tickets that is that we're that we're putting through the platform because that that's got to be hundreds of thousands of people that are suddenly going to be getting in contact and overwhelming um travel centers that are potentially staffed by two or three people yeah so, so that's it i mean I, I don't have the numbers to hand in terms of volume but mm. you're absolutely right the, the numbers of, of people within those teams particularly at this time where those teams are are getting smaller um, you know, that's a huge amount of pressure. So, you know, what yeah, that's a fair point. It, it, I guess a lot of people have been furloughed as well, haven't they? Absolutely. So, so, so the people that are sort of being kept in post are potentially people that haven't necessarily done those kind of re- re- refund admin tasks before. So there's a lot of uh, potential training that we have to do rapidly to kind of help people to understand, you know, the functions that other people in their team have previously done. But actually, you know, what, what we decided to do was that to, to sort of stem this tide if you like to you know, deliver the most amount of value that we could in the time that we had was to was to build a, a feature that allowed us to pause all of those tickets instantly so on a given day mm-hmm. at a set time we'd run a script every single kind of ticket over i think it was seven days um we would we would we paused it and we created a feature that or just a really straightforward reactivation option for for the individual so Everyone who, who couldn't travel uh, and, and wasn't able to travel had their, you know, the value left on their season pass, um, you know, for, ready to pick up again at some point in the future, um, unrestricted. Um, but for everyone who needed to travel, and that's become the real focus is that as the, yeah. you know, the supporting the key workers. So the, you know, the nurses and the doctors and the, and all of their, the, the, the essential services, getting them to work. And that's, bit, you know, so okay. those people who had those season pass could just, reactivate straight away so it was kind of a really sort of elegant solution to allow you know uh, people to pause it save the value for later or continue where they needed so that was that was great that was something that you know we, we'd had a couple of conversations with uh, with our contacts at operators and you know we mm-hmm. worked very closely with them and we're talking to them all the time so when that conversation kind of emerged across a few of them we thought well as I say, let's let's not do the the, the the bits of work that we planned. Let's put this in because this is this is now a bigger priority. This is going to have more value um, to to our customers at this time. So that was great, and that was something that we shipped really quickly. Um, obviously, we, we we tested it thoroughly and made sure that it was it was fit for purpose because obviously we're obviously dealing, because as you say you know, a huge number of tickets and a, a huge number of, uh, of 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 individuals that would be affected by that and. And it all rolled out for the operators that wanted it. So that was something that we could offer fairly quick. There's a couple of other things in terms of the, sort of the appropriateness of, of, of advertising um, attractions to visit. So some of the, some features of, okay. the, of the system um, are, are kind of promoting uh, the destinations. I suppose so, so a strategy we have is to not promote the mode. So we don't really you know, people don't go looking for they want to go on a bus. Uh, they go looking for I want to go to you know Kingston Lacey or you know a National Trust property or or a cinema or whatever it might be. So people would more naturally go looking for the place they are going to and then discover the the, the, the modal kind of choice to, to get there. So we've got this functionality for the, our operators to you know promote the things around them in their in their geography and then you know route people to them. And obviously to be doing that at a time where you know, everyone is in lockdown. It, it felt a bit inappropriate to do that, so we offered yeah. that we would temporarily take those those out um, and any kind of rewards that were associated to, you know, uh, venues, so ten percent discounts or whatever it might be to coffee shops. We offered our customers the the option to temporarily hide those things so that they weren't being seen to to encourage travel at a time where everyone was doing their utmost to to to, to do the opposite. So, 
Yeah, no, okay. Well, that makes that makes really good sense. Um, obviously, things have been changing almost what must have felt like to some people hourly in the early days. And, I, and while that has certainly stabilised now as people are finding their feet and they're understanding what's going on, there's been a lot of change in just timetables and schedules and where things should be and communicating, all that kind of information. Um, and I know that some people have found it very difficult to keep that information up to date because obviously changing your changing your timetable information um, across your whole network is something that traditionally happens maybe maybe two or three times a year um, and is quite a, a big ordeal and, and then this was changing every day or, or every couple of days yeah absolutely um, and I, I know that the guys um, have been working on on ways to to sort of mitigate incorrect data and, and I just wonder could you just go into a bit more detail about what the problem sort of was and yeah, absolutely. what our solution was. One of the most complicated things to do is to is to make sure that all of the data that the apps and the and the websites run off um, is accurate. And and that that job, that task lies with the, the network teams at the operators. So they are every time a network changes or a route changes, those teams have to map those those routes, those timetables, and then upload that data into you know, all of the systems that use that. So one of those systems is ours, a system called Passenger Cloud, a web-based system, straightforward upload of, of what we call the TransExchange data, and that generates all the routes and the, the, the maps and all the kind of the things that come out on the, on, in, the, in the apps. Now, as you say, um, those, they don't change that often. I think, you know, it yeah. varies in different places as to how regularly that changes, but uh, it's certainly not being done every day. Um, and the fact that, you know, the situation was changing so rapidly, it put huge amounts of pressure on on those teams who, again, uh, are not at full strength to, to deliver, you know, really accurate information, remap the journeys so that they are, you know, they're actually routing through the hospitals at the right time for key workers to start shifts and all of those considerations. And, you know, you know understanding that kind of pressure, you know, we're obviously like, what can we do to help? And I think you know, yeah. one of our senior engineers came to the management team and said, look, we've got this live bus tracking functionality and it's not enabled for you know, a, a few of the operators that we work with. We could, we could offer to enable that um, so that where you know, data in real-time systems is not yet up to date and those those predictions are, are not quite accurate enough, we can show the location of the buses for those key workers to have the confidence that that, that vehicle is actually going to come and it's actually going to get them to that shift that they really need to be at. So, you know, that was something that we yeah, we absolutely got on, on board with straight away. Uh, we spoke to our colleagues at Ticketer, who we do a lot of work with, um, and they, they absolutely embraced the idea. Um, and we both... Um, you know, within a matter of days, enabled the the bits of technology on on both sides of those systems to to make that happen and, and deliver that for the customers that wanted it. So I think you know it's a testament to some of the working relationships that we have in the industry that we can do those things at the speed that we have done. And you know I think that's that's a, a real sense of pride for the team to uh, to be working on things and to have delivered technology that has a very quick impact on a situation that you know, as many people have said, is unprecedented to be able to respond in that way is, yeah, it's, it, it's made it, you know, we, it's made us feel as a team, like we are contributing something to right the ship, as it were. So Matt, um, we talked a little bit earlier around um, this idea of a living lab and and this, sure. you know, this whole thing being kind of thrust upon us uh, and the opportunity, as well as the, the complications and the challenges that it has presented for everyone. We, we talked a little bit about the, the opportunities that that it has created. I wonder if you can kind of 
talk a little bit more about what you've what you've kind of seen and how you think that might influence what what can be done going forward and and you know the degree of um boldness i suppose about some of the actions that could be taken yeah it's an interesting one and and we've obviously talked a bit about this uh, sort of offline but um i mean what we are seeing is obviously there's a lot less traffic on the roads just generally because people are doing exactly as they've been told and exactly as they should which is staying home um but what that does allow is um for public transport to run bang on time if not a little bit early which is sort of rarely seen especially during peak traffic and so what we're seeing is is we're sort of this living experiment as to what could be um, if there was less traffic on the road. Now, obviously, people are staying at home, but if those people were still going to where they needed to be, could they be doing that with public transport? And I think the answer is probably yes, and we all already knew that. But it's going to be about what can we take from this accidental living lab that we're in and how can we try and make sure some of that follows through when we come out the other side? It's Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? I know from some of the work that we've we've been doing that a lot of the um, the local authorities and, and the combined authorities up and down the UK have been working really hard on on sort of I suppose what they're calling smart city strategies. They may not be calling them all yeah. the same terminology, but effectively, yeah. how do they create place? How do they um, you know uh, reduce the 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 demand that uh, reduce the dependency, not the demand, but the dependency on on cars that we've um, you know we've 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 uh, well, now's the time to be sneaking in those bus lanes when no one's looking. Absolutely, or or, or cycle lanes, or or whatever you want, pogo lanes. I really don't <laughs> mind. But now is the time to to be justifying sticking them in. Yeah, <laughs> no and, one notices. And, and I think you know, as much as electric vehicles are going to be a piece of the jigsaw, um, you know, and a sure. really important part of of cutting emissions. I think yeah. it is it is well understood that it is. It is just a replacement. You know, the physical size of a car. You know, it yeah. doesn't matter whether it's got an electric, um, you know, drivetrain or whether it's well, got an internal combustion same, engine. It's still a car. And it's still on the road. Have, yeah, exactly. You're still going to have that yeah. you know, congestion. So, yeah, I think there is a, an opportunity to 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 reappraise some of these these strategies and some of these you know these these planning exercises that have been done. A lot of yeah. um, cycle lane infrastructure has been planned. You know, particularly in Bournemouth, where we are, we we spend a bit of time with the the guys uh, that are um, a part of the BH Active Travel Forum, and and the work that they've been doing with the council, um, with regard to you know junctions and uh, modal filtering and all of the different kind of bits of planning uh, infrastructure that you know enables people to be more confident on bikes and and and, and being able to walk somewhere because you know the shops are closer and, and they don't have to default to the car i think there's going to be a chance to kind of look at those plans and and maybe accelerate some of these decisions and, and really kind of mm. yeah put them into action faster and, and and actually where there was potentially going to be more resistance to you know these things by the car you know the car representatives i think they'll potentially be less now i think you know there may be you know more buy-in and actually you know less political persuasion required to get some of this stuff done to be bolder and actually make some of this stuff happen a bit sooner that's my hope anyway i'm a yeah, and I think I would echo that's my hope. I, I um, but I guess the pessimist or cynic in me would say I don't know if that's going to happen. But it's certainly where I would like. That's what I would like part of the legacy of of this whole situation to be, and part of the the positivity that could come out the other side. Yeah, absolutely. I think you know where there is any kind of difficulty 
uh, and challenged, I think, you know, you have to be hopeful and, and you have to look yeah. at, the, at what could happen. And there are plenty of people doing that now. I, I just sincerely hope that there is, you know, there is some action that comes off the back of this. And I think, you know, those teams that are responsible for those plans, you know, that are proposing changes to our urban areas, our towns, our cities, you know, where we all live, you know, I, I want them to really act and, and say, right, what, what can we do now? that we couldn't have done before um, you know mm. selfishly i've you know i've got a, a seven-year-old and a, and a ten-year-old and that and i really my wife's gonna kill me seven and nine <laughs> i was gonna i was gonna call you out on that i was like i'm pretty sure they're not are they? No, so we just had a birthday but it was the other one so right selfishly i've got a seven-year-old and a nine-year-old and i really want to take them on their bikes to school and i want yeah. to you know we we now um us uh, you know our roads are beautifully clear you know we can take our kids out and, and we don't have to worry about a car bombing past them really inconsiderately and, and really scaring them or, or worse and you know yeah. I, I want that to be a thing i want that to be our future and i think it can be um i don't want my kids to grow up thinking that the car is the only way to get around they will have um, access to some kind of electric vehicle whether they own it or whether they subscribe to it i don't know whether they have to drive it or whether it will drive itself i genuinely don't know i don't believe all the hype i'm massively enthusiastic about automation i really am interested but regardless of all of that i think you know they've got two feet and yeah <laughs> that you know we, we are living in a time when they they should be using them you know we we know that you know, they, they need to be out and keeping healthy and walking and cycling. And that's a, you know, thing I want for everyone's children. And yeah, we, we can do it. Yeah. I think it's the stuff that's going to take a long time and this stuff does not happen overnight, but I think, yeah, it can happen and it should happen. Yeah, absolutely. So what we're going to do next time, for those of you that have made it all the way through these ramblings, um, we're going to uh, introduce a, a guest to the mix. We, we've invited a chap called Jason Falconer to join us for the next session. He is the uh, chairman of the BH Active Travel Forum, um, who is uh, leading the, uh, the kind of engagement with uh, BCP Council with their Transforming Cities Fund and all of the walking and cycling infrastructure that is being planned down here on the coast. So, uh, yeah, well, it should be a really interesting uh, conversation. Um, and, yeah, looking forward to that one. Yeah, hopefully that will be a really interesting conversation, probably more interesting than the ramblings of you and me. But if anyone has any questions that you would like to ask of either of us or of us as a company or of Jason, then please do get in contact. You can tweet us at makingpassenger or you can email us at podcast at makingpassenger.com. And if you've listened to this and you've got this far and you like it, uh, well, first of all, thank you very much. Uh, but secondly, please do share this with uh, any colleagues or anyone you think may find value in the words that we are saying, because... Um, it's only worth doing if there are people listening. Otherwise, it's just an exercise of two guys talking at each other, which we could do without recording, to be fair. I've been Tom. And I've been Matt. Thanks very much. <laughs>